Yeshua, Yeshua, you are son of yourself. My beginning and my end, my present and my hope, in your presence I'll be. Yes, you are, yes, you are, you, the son of himself, the one who is and who is to come. Even I don't go very well, My beginning and my end, my tomorrow and my now. Rona maseka dele, emu no kome na You're the one who makes the holy of holy so holy. You're the secret place I know. You're the holy of holies. Yes, you are, yes, you are. The son of himself. In you I live and move and have my bed. Yes, you are, yes, you are. The son of himself. My beginning and my end, my present and tomorrow. In your presence, I will be and nowhere else. You're the one who makes the holy of holies so holy. Sileman Akumiani, the Philemo Silakaya, if it Jesus. My beginning and my end, my present and tomorrow, there's nowhere I'd be than your presence hey, you're the one who makes the holy of holy solely you're the secret place I know the holy of holies 
my beginning and my end. Oh, amen and There's nowhere I'd be than your presence. You're the one who makes the holy of holy solely. You're the secret place I know, the holy of holies. My beginning and my end, oh, my present and tomorrow. There's nowhere I'd be than your presence. You're the one who makes the holy of holy solely. I barely let something up for the heart. My beginning and my end, my present and my hope. Keep it to myself.
eyes don't see, my mouth no fit to close. Yeah. How could they make me feel? I no go fit to hide. Waiting, my eyes don't see, my mouth no fit to close. How could they make me feel? I no go fit to hide them.
How God they make me feel I know God feel so high I'm Waiting my eyes don't see My mouth no feel to close My mouth not to close How God they make me feel I know God feel Waiting my eyes don't see Anything I touch, anything I do, anything I hold, anything I hold, anything I do. Blessings left, blessings, blessings from ten back five. Blessings left, blessings right, blessings from ten back five. When others are saying there's a casting down, I will oh, we give you glory. When others are saying there is a casting down. I will be saying there's a lift. Oh, we give you glory. When others are saying there is a casting down. Glory. Glory. My household and I. Glory. There is nothing called. There is nothing called. There is nothing Ale korandi eketi labado. Elevo zavati kababo zabahadiya. Zekelevo ria kabara. Kabo sekele. Sante levanti eko. Elementos kiapala, pratonen krekis kepeni antalela, soko rebedina. Ezevedia kubona, alaboni kedi. You 
Oh, we welcome you. We give you glory. How God? We give you glory, 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 glory. Bible says, "We'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of." Whatever the economy around you is saying. Because the dimension we operate in is no longer in the natural. Even if your friends and your colleagues have tried a particular thing countless times, there's just something about you. There's just something Without the music. Without the music. <laughs> Waiting my eyes don't see. Waiting my eyes don't see. My mouth don't fit to close. How God they make me feel. How God they make me feel. I know they fit to say now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Sekinikia tabonantie. Ale dovetia kabena. Zevetia kaboniatene ingrete. Ijabala kunietena. Zikiti ele borondoski apalandi kitena. Zive de beleketona. Zabala kondoro kosi ketebili akombra tishkete. Namba babuj nakiapeleketiate. Ilado zevetiaka. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your glory tonight. We worship you. We worship and we adore you. We worship you and we adore you. We magnify your name. We magnify your name. 
we magnify your name. For to you be honor, praise, and glory now and forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And tonight as we go into the depths of your word, we make it known that we are nothing without you. We know nothing you have not taught us. We have nothing you have not given. We can get nowhere that you will not take us. So Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need you. Oh, how we need you. Oh, Speak to us tonight. Make your way plain before us tonight. Give the ear, the tongue, and the heart of the learned. Let heaven come. Let heaven come as your glory shines around. Let heaven come as your glory shines around. Install, install the essence of your goodness to us. Communicate your bounteous, bounteous benevolence. Have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. Enable us to grasp the mysteries of your grace that we may apply them practically. That times of refreshing may be downloaded from the presence of the Lord. Nagutia kambre dishke vetia kombrena. Zekete bruninje vetikia pala. Now and forever, we declare that we belong to you. Now and forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. 
Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Tonight, thank you for doing a work of excavation. A work of excavation. On earth and discard everything that you have not planted that has become embedded in our hearts and our lives. Let nothing but Jesus find expression. Let nothing but Jesus and his best and his will find expression. Oh, hallelujah. Pour out your glory tonight. Hey. Hey, let your cavord, uh, let your doxa be unfettered in its manifestation tonight. Heal bodies. Restore minds and souls. Give direction to the confused and the lost. Let there be an anasycho, an epistrepho. An anasycho, an epistrepho. Let men emerge tonight as new entities in your glory. <laughs> ah, let a strange breed come forth on whom the enemy has no mark. Let the teleos, the perfection of your will be made manifest in a mature people help us to walk past the valley of the shadow of death that we may prove the good perfect say lift up your voice before we go into the word tonight for a few moments would you lift your voice and begin to cry out the lord say lord today today this season let the mystery of your telios the perfection of your wheel let it find expression let it find expression let it find expression oh lord hallelujah ha <laughs> ha hallelujah Hallelujah. Kini mini mini mi enene mune nana mandela. Zavade nana no shabari. Kalontas kini nini etona. Esha, thank you for your inside Holy Spirit. Now there's someone the Holy Spirit is speaking to tonight. Um you are about to enter something it could be a season it could be an assignment it could be a geographical location a house a city a business it could be a political office i'm not sure exactly what it is but you're about to step into something the lord says or the lord is revealing to me i should say that has had disastrous effects on those who went before you in essence if it's a job the person who had the job before you 
that job almost destroyed or destroyed if it's an office the same thing whatever it is your it, that thing has had horrible manifestations on the people who have sat in it and you're next and i pray that as i speak you would hear me and know that it is to you the lord is speaking thank you holy spirit now the lord is saying that an exemption has been made available but you must press into it you must lay hold of it you must cash in you must enforce it would you lift your voice and do that for a few moments what killed others will not kill me what swallowed others up will not swallow me up what send others into hiding will not do the same to me i am exempted by the spirit of the lord i am exempted by the spirit of grace tell him tell him i am exempted there is a covenant of exemption upon my life what swallowed others up will lift me up what buried others will make me bloom where my forebearers failed where those who went before me died in mediocrity i will blaze to the glory of the lord for this is the counsel of heaven concerning me i come by a superior altar i come by a superior altar tonight by a superior altar by a superior altar the blood of the lamb speaks better things than every opposing voice in the spirit it is well with me it is well with me i will excel for the lord has elevated me above the strivings of the people for i have been lifted exalted above the strivings of the people tell him tell him lift it up in the spirit realm make your make your testimony known in the clouds of glory my horn has been exalted like that of a unicorn i am anointed with fresh oil because i have loved righteousness and hated iniquity even my god has exalted me above my fellows this is my portion this is my portion 
This is my portion. So let it be unto me as I have spoken tonight. Let it be unto me as I have spoken tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name that is above every other name. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Unto you be all glory somebody somewhere would you clap your hands oh you people and shout unto god with a voice of triumph oh yes 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 i said shout on a god with a voice of praise Oh, I discern that the Lord will be good to us tonight. I discern that the Lord is already good to us tonight. And we shall testify of his goodness. Not many days hence. I said we shall testify of his goodness. Not many days hence. For there is a shift in the realm of the spirit. There is a wind coming. This time from the west not the east. The west wind is blowing. I command the locusts shall be swept out of the land. The Red Sea shall swallow Pharaoh. And we God's people will come through on dry land. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah is here. Weep not, for the resurrection and the life is here. Weep not, for he that was dead and alive and alive forevermore is here. He that calls the things that be not as though they are. And quickens the dead. And unto him shall all flesh bring glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, somebody, get ready tonight. We are about to go into the word of the Lord. I, for one, I'm excited. It's about to be live. It's about to be live. Sine corundes kiepenende blekistavana. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Woo! All right. So we've been we've been going through, uh, literally, one word for the last two days. Um. If you've been around the last two days, you know that we've been stuck on one word, one word, and and we've literally gone through several scriptures and opened up several doors. Uh, Kadesh Jeremy, Daddy needs some water again. Thank you. Uh, but we've literally been stuck on the first word of our theme, 
verse uh, that is from the book of Acts chapter 3. Uh, we will go there. Let's go there real quick. Acts chapter 3. Let's just put that on the screen. As usual, thank you to Minister Chrissy and the entire media team around the world. Thank you also to Brother Tony Biden. If you know, then you know. Right. Acts chapter 3. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Repent ye therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the Lord. Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And we looked at the word repent. I don't have time to go through everything we looked at already. But we looked at the word repent being the word metanoia. Um, you know what? There's a, there's a, there's a, there, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a playlist in the video description. It'll take you to yesterday, today, and every other day this week. For the sake of time and also my, my spiritual focus, I, I want to do as little of a recap as possible. But we literally pulled that word apart. And then we went to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which I'm going to show you in a second. And we dealt with the concepts of how your thinking and your understanding uh, fit in with a season of God shifting some things and moving you into a place of perfection. We dealt with the concept of teleos, how um, what you call negative seasons in your life are simply feedback on your perfection process, on your growth process, and how God says that as you grow, uh, as you become a man and the, the process of doing that is to do a work of grace in your thinking understanding and speaking that the childish things the things that are consistent with the imperfect seasons of god's dealings in your life that those things uh literally find themselves castrated and and their power removed of any ability to affect you negatively uh by putting away child oh, sorry by adjusting or letting god adjust in grace your thinking your speaking or your understanding and your speaking now by the time i'm done today i'm hoping that you will have if you don't already do uh an increased burden love passion and understanding of prayer because today we're looking at the concept of speaking this is all from first corinthians chapter 13. when i was a child i spoke as a child i understood as a child thank you holy ghost and i thought as a child but when i became a man somebody say a man 
in this when i entered the season of teleos of maturity i put away childish things god give us grace as we take his word to the next level tonight in jesus name in jesus name all right hallelujah thank you lord thank you lord today we're going to look at speaking and to correctly do it justice we need to go to the first verse of this chapter verse 1 says though i speak with the tongues of men and of angels if you miss this out then the last part of the of the chapter is not as pregnant as it should be paul starts by talking about the possibility of being able to interact in the realm of the spirit with your words somebody let me know that you're following me i can speak meaning i can do business in the unseen realm with the tongues of men and of angels now i need you to understand that if paul was talking here about just speaking normal uh, human languages there would be no need for him to talk about what I have not charity or love. Because as you can see, every other single thing he mentions in this passage is something of a supernatural dimension. The gift of prophecy, supernatural. Understanding mysteries and all knowledge, supernatural. Have faith, supernatural. Bestow my goods to the poor, while not necessarily supernatural, but something extraordinary. So let's, let, let's replace the word supernatural with extraordinary, right? In essence, he's saying this tongue of men and angels is something in the same bracket of spectacularness, a word I've just coined, as the gift of prophecy, the understanding of mysteries, faith that can move mountains, and being able to give all your goods to the poor or supernatural capacity to give. In essence, he would not put speaking normal, natural languages in the same bracket. Much less would he put it at the top of the list. Because as you can see, while everything in this list is spectacular, there is a declining dimension of supernaturalness. Bestowing all your goods to the poor and giving your body to be burnt. While they are spectacular or they are noteworthy, 
do not require quote and unquote or are not quote and unquote supernatural acts. On the other hand, faith to move mountains is a supernatural phenomenon, but you could argue it's less supernaturally spectacular, right, than the understanding of mysteries or the gift of prophecy. So if the tongues of men and angels are at the top of the list, Paul is suggesting here that not only is this a spectacular thing, it is something of immense supernatural and unseen frequency. He is literally talking about a prayer language that functions in a dimension that is exquisite in its results when engaged in spiritual warfare. The tongues of men and specifically of angels. The gift of prophecy is also an utterance gift. In essence, the first two things on this list have to do with your tongue. What you pronounce, what you declare, what you speak. So he then explains the fact that there's a play or there's a need for a thing called charity, right? Or love in action, covenant love. In essence, there is an alignment requirement, a cadence of alignment with God's will requirement, and, and then he then goes into all that beautiful. But then he comes back again at the end. He says, charity doesn't fail. Where there are prophecies, prophecies will fail. Where there are tongues, tongues will fail. Where there is knowledge, it will vanish away. In a sense, the things, it starts off here. Tongues, prophecy, mysteries, and knowledge. It says all these things will fail. All these things will fail. He then goes to where we started off on Wednesday. For we know, we are aware, we interact in part. In essence, right now, our insight is finite. It is limited. Therefore, even our prophetic frequency, our prophetic downloads and our prophetic declarations are also restricted by the season we've been talking about the last few days, which is the season of the part where teleos has not yet fully manifested. In essence, the things that afflict or happen or are con consistent with a season of incomplete process and maturity in the essence, things, and will of God. Then he says, but when that which is perfect is come, we looked at this yesterday, when we've come into teleos, when we've come into, when we've grown by the working on our minds, by the repentance, the repentance protocol, which includes dealing with sin, but is not restricted to dealing with sin. At that point, he says, that which is in part will be katagild. In essence, the things that are currently damaging, restricting, afflicting, confusing, diluting the fullness of God in, for, through, by, and around you will be starved of their potency. They will be castrated of their virility to have an effect. He then says, when I was a child, when I was in the, the phase of the part, the first thing he says is, I spoke. Now, we established yesterday that the speaking is a, is a function of your understanding. 
I didn't finish yesterday's curriculum, but because of time, I'm going to move forward today. Maybe, well, I'm going to ask you to be Berean Christian. There's a lot I wanted to cover concerning understanding that I had to park yesterday when the Holy Spirit took over. But suffice to say, as we looked at on Wednesday, my thoughts are the substrate, the platform for my understanding. And my understanding is the platform for my speaking. And ladies and gentlemen, your speaking is both a thermostat and a thermometer. Write that down for me. Write it down in your journal. Somebody type it in the comment section to let me know you're still with me. My speaking, what comes out of my mouth, is both a thermostat and a thermometer. Oh, I repeat, my speaking both a thermostat and a thermometer. In essence, my speech reveals a reality, but also creates a reality. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the place of correct, effective, and biblical prayer. You will notice here that the difference between the tongues and the prophecies and the understandings of mysteries that are irrelevant and the ones that God, or the, the speaking that God seems to say is relevant is a process called charity. And we looked at this on some level on oh thank you holy ghost we looked at this on some level on wednesday but with your permission i would like to take this a bit deeper and if i have that permission can somebody shout deeper that what you call affliction the place you parked your tent and allowed yourself conform to in your inside till your entire life became corrupted was designed to process something. An asset, a DNA in you, called charity. The Bible says charity suffers long. In essence, it is created by a process. It suffers long. The seasons of the part, the Bible puts it this way, it says that our light affliction is working in us a far more eternal, exceeding weight of glory. In Romans it says that the akunambro koskia panin kafatia, for the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. What has been destroying you was actually designed to create you. The difference has been, we looked at yesterday, in how you think and understand. In the, in the conscious thoughts you permit to spend time in your faculty of processing and your subconscious paradigm of how you approach life and said things. Mm. Hey, Kubariati Nam Vraboski Atena.
Shabande listo vlenin te pelikro dis kavane. But the final junction, before we move on from the first word of Acts 13, of Acts 3, is the word speak. I spoke as a child. In essence, my communication betrayed the fact that I was not yet a teleos. I had not yet gone through adequate process. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart. Let's go there. Holy Spirit, help me. I want to teach tonight, but I... I oh, <clears throat> or should I say, I want to preach tonight, sorry. But the teacher in me... <laughs> is restraining me luke chapter 6 luke chapter 6 some of you are about to understand why your prayer life has been ineffective and you're about to become a prayer addict because hear me it is a when something works it becomes addictive would you agree that it is much easier to give yourself to something from which you can see clear and consistent results luke chapter 6 verse 43 for a good tree brings not forth corrupt fruit neither does a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit i need you to understand that the fruit is going to be tied including what the bible refers to as the fruit of our lips to the quality of the tree that is producing said fruit it doesn't matter the other variables if the tree is corrupt it will produce corrupt fruit every tree is known by his own fruit in essence I know the kind of tree you have by the fruit it produces. You can't gather figs from thorns or grapes from a bramble bush. Verse 45. Now listen, listen, listen. Look at verse 45, everybody. All of you in verse 45 have spent your entire life looking at the B part. And this is why you don't get this and it doesn't work. But I want to draw your attention to my favorite punctuation. You see the colon there? The colon means everything before the... See, when in English language, the colon is like a, an equation sign. It means everything on this side is equal to everything on this side. One is explaining the other. A good man out of the treasures, the good treasure of his heart, brings forth that which is good. semicolon and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth that which is evil let us look at the words good and evil the word good is the word agathos from which you get the english uh, female name agatha 
So if your name is Agatha, and I know an Agatha that I, I love very much, uh, it means you're good. <laughs> Agatha means of a good constitution of nature. Listen, useful, salutary, pleasant, agreeable, joyful, happy, excellence, distinguished, upright, honorable. In essence, this is not good just in the terms of character. It's, it's almost primarily good in the terms of desirable. In essence, a man who is desirable or pleasant both in his nature but also in his experience is what the Bible is talking about here. Let's forget the word evil. Let's forget the word evil. It's the word both times ponerus. And ponerus means, listen, full of labors. Is someone following me tonight? Full of labors, annoyances, hardships, pressed and harassed by labors, bringing toils, annoyances, perils of a time full of peril. It also then talks about in a physical or ethical sense. So you can see that the word evil here, listen, is not just talking about wicked in terms of a bad person. It's literally talking about a person whose life is also evil. In essence, a person who is under the affliction or whose reality is subject to negative influences. Does that make sense? So when you see a good man and an evil man, don't just, you, you should, but don't just think about a person who, who, is, who has a, good, a, a heart that is good in terms of they're a nice person and a person who has a bad heart in terms of that they are, they are a, 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 a malevolent person. These words, good and evil here, are talking as much about the condition as the motive. In essence, good here means desirable, pleasant, positive reality. Evil here means negative, undesirable, afflictive reality. I've just shown you the Greek lexicon, right? So if your life will be good, it is that your heart will have a good treasure. Does that make sense? And if your life will be full of evil, it is that your heart will have an evil treasure. The Bible then says, when you open your mouth, we can tell whether the treasure of your heart is good or evil. Now, what is this treasure? The Bible says where a man's heart is, Matthew chapter 6, his treasure will be, or chapter 5, his treasure will be. This treasure is what you build up by what you think and what you understand. The Bible says that we understand by faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That the things that we see were not made from things that do appear. The way you transport the raw material of spiritual realities, we looked at the last few days, is in your thinking and your understanding. And when you have stored up, when you have filled your tank, your fuel gauge is your mouth. 
in essence, if I give you a script and you be, many of you know what I'm talking about. So I come from a country or I, I was raised in a country where it was normal. And by the way, I have no problem with it. In fact, I intend to publish one very soon. So I'm, I want to make it clear. I'm not attacking the practice of, I'm just attacking the, the ignorant use of prayer manuals or prayer uh, booklets and, and, and prayer points being given to you. Because you can say the right words, and if your words are not coming from the abundance of your heart, they will be impotent. In essence, true prayer is what happens when your, your words give expression to what you have built up in your subconscious and conscious spirit and heart and mind. When you declare what you have meditated on and you have allowed to become your new reality, power is made available. So it says a man brings forth out of his treasures. If your heart is sick, if it is full of depression and rejection and helplessness and a state of internal poverty and, and iniquity and, 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 and bondage to darkness, then you can only bring forth into your life the overflow of that heart. Who am I talking to? Somebody talk to me tonight. Ah, man We're going to kill a spirit tonight. We're going to bring liberty tonight. Somebody is going to get it. Somebody is going to have the tools to activate their season of telios. Mm. 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 You can only bring into your life. He anoints my head with oil. My cup runs over. Out of the heart flow the issues of life. You can only install in your, in your human existence the, the abundance of what you have distilled in your heart. Coaches and personal development gurus call it the law of attraction. They stole it from the Bible. They took God's principles and left out God's authority. Your life will look like, listen to me, it will look like, it will mirror your previous season of rumination meditation. In essence, your conscious thoughts and your subconscious perspective you, what you have been trained and discipled to see in life and process life through will end up as your practical reality. A man will bring out of the treasure of his heart either things that are good and not just more. I showed you this good doesn't just mean moral good. It literally means good in its content and evil in its content. The colon then tells us the way you bring out from your treasure is your mouth. Your mouth is the bucket that draws the overflow of the processing of your thoughts via your understanding.
Can I give you a practical example from my recent life? Um, you know, I like to put myself on blast. So I want to give you a practical example from my, and when I say recent, I mean the last few weeks of my life. Um, I was meditating on this the other day. I, like, I love this, Deborah. It is only, Chrissy, can you put that on the screen for me? It is only possible to give birth to a baby when you have allowed time for the baby to grow to term. Every day of growth of the baby will initially not be visible till it is impossible to hide this. Deborah, are you sure you don't want to preach? By the way, Deborah, do I know you? I, I suspect I do. Um, if I do, what name will you buy? I, I couldn't put in any better than that. And your mouth is the labor room of the spirit. In essence, when you are subjected to pressure or presence, write this down, write this down. When you are subjected to pressure or presence, your mouth is the thermometer of the content of your heart. Pressure talks about life circumstances. Presence talks about the presence of God in prayer and worship. But you will bring out, under pressure or presence, you bring out the overflow of what you have already constructed on your inside. So I want to give you an example from my recent life. My recent life. Um, and and, and I, I must confess that I don't want to give this example. I'm only giving it because... Somebody needs to understand and get it. You know, I want you to get it. You get it. I don't want you to have to forget it. Private, well, not private joke. Uh, public joke now. So I want to use a more recent example that is actually quite embarrassing for me. So a few months ago, God gave myself and Dr. Jokia an instruction. Many of you know about the instruction by now. And when you first start obeying an instruction, it's all nice. It's beautiful. And then we hit a period of difficulty in obeying the instruction. Part of it was emotional in terms of people we loved and who loved us and how they were handling or responding to it. The other part was a financial commitment that looked impossible. And, and I said to the Lord initially, I said, Lord, um, when you gave this instruction, my plan was to just do it in a very nice and simple way. You know, I'd done the math, I'd crunched the figures, I'd concluded that there was a way to accomplish this instruction. Yes, the same one that we announced recently, that would require minimal stress, right? Especially minimal financial stress. We're just going to slide in and go with the flow and just do things on the small, natural uh, uh, gradient and then everybody would be happy and as usual God has to spoil everything by giving an instruction that only he can sustain you know God seems to have this interesting idea that he's God I don't know where he got the idea from talk to me somebody but but God seems to have this idea that he's God 
Um, Deborah, Deborah, if you have my phone number, give me, send me a text or WhatsApp message so I know it's you that I'm talking to or whoever I'm talking to on, uh, I think I suspect who it is, but send me a message so I know it's you on YouTube. God seems to think he's God. And so here he comes with an instruction that doesn't make sense, that, that, that is important, in essence, in our natural capacity, we can't obey, we can't fulfill we can't do this what he's asked for we can't do it in our calculation we can't do it with our resources we can't do it with our connections we we have to go to him in prayer and believe for the impossible and i asked him i said lord why are you doing this and his response to me i believe what i felt in my spirit was did you think you were going to you're going to be able to fulfill my instruction without requiring faith i said okay no problem and ladies and gentlemen, I noticed something very frightening to me. All of a sudden, my language changed. I went from talking about the plans to my inner circle in language, in the language of excitement and hope and confidence. In essence, I stopped talking about what we were going to do. And I started to, okay, I, I, I suspected. That's good. That's good. Cool. Good stuff. I stopped talking about what God had instructed us to do. And I subconsciously started talking about this barrier that we had to cross to go to the next level in it. In essence, my problem showed up in my language and was starting to overshadow the results or the ines how do you put it this way now i stopped talking about what we were going to do and i started talking about what we had to do now that was being difficult to do i stopped talking about the end result and i started talking about the difficulty on the way and the holy spirit pulled me aside after a few days and he said son this is a sign that you have not internalized in your thinking and your understanding the fullness of what i'm trying to birth i said holy spirit what do you mean and then he took it further he said when i give you an instruction when i give you a project when i when i make my will known to you right i intend you to sit with it till it subsumes you at the level of thought and understanding I want what my, what I've asked you to do, what I've asked you to be, what I, in essence the will I've revealed to you, will is designed to provoke a teleos process in you. In essence, I don't tell you about what you are. I tell you about what you will be by what I demand from you. Are you listening to me, somebody? When God gives you an instruction, coded in the instruction is a clue as to what he sees you as. And he expects you to morph into that thing as you engage the instruction. And one of the ways he wants you to do it, to become a man, to put away childish things, is to let that instruction or that promise feel your heart and your mind till it creates an abundance of good treasure and you know it has happened when your mouth starts to line up with it are you with me it's quiet tonight what happened 
I feel like I'm preaching. In, okay, I was going to talk about a, a an Orthodox church, but but even even the Catholic Church, I've been in Catholic churches with more sound and more engagement than this. And something happened. I went back, and I began to brood. Listen, not on the challenge, but on the end result. I began to imagine that obstacle surmounted. I stopped thinking about, and many of you know that I'm talking about, part of what I'm talking about is a property in question here. I stopped looking at how much it would cost and what it would take to renovate it. And I started looking, including at pictures, doctored pictures of it in its final state. I started picturing what would be done in it and how it would serve the purpose of the king. And after a few days, my speech changed. It changed in my conversation with the people around me. And I noticed something. It changed in the place of prayer. This is why many of us have prayer lives that are ineffective. We're reading a script that we have not planted the seed for. Out of the abundance of the heart. Which heart? The one that holds your treasure. Your mouth will speak. Now, I want to show you a few scriptures to buttress the point that I'm trying to make. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you don't talk to me, I'll close it down tonight. Talk to me now. Are you ready? Let's look at Romans chapter 10. Let's deal with the foundation of the new covenant. And see how the same principle applies to everything else. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. You know what, let's start from verse, verse 8. But what saith it, meaning what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth. Let's look at the word word here. So what Rema? It means the utterance, the, the specific breathed utterance of God, right? Okay is near you it is in your mouth meaning you take god's word and you put it in your mouth okay but listen it can't just be in your mouth it cannot just be in your mouth it has to be in your heart It has to have permeated your thinking and understanding. The word of faith which we preach, verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, your confession is raped of its potency. 
if there is no understanding in your heart. It is only when your mouth and your heart connect that there's salvation. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Righteousness means what, is, what, what lines up with God's acceptable standard and will. But there is no salvation if the mouth does not confess. Now, for years, I've heard people preach about the need to open your mouth. And true, in a sense, I've heard a closed mouth is a closed destiny. True. In a sense, if you don't declare it, you're going to have it true. But I want to show you the opposite. An open mouth can still be a closed destiny if there is nothing in the heart the mouth is drawing on. The mouth is the, the trigger. The heart is the bullet. And so when God is bringing you into a season of teleos, he will begin to work on your inside. And this is why many people never walk into the fullness of destiny. Because it is a painstaking process. As, as, as Miss Deborah just wrote, conceiving a baby is not easy. So I take you back, sorry. Conceiving a baby, sorry, is the easy part. The pregnancy of, of nurturing that conception to delivery is the difficult part. Many people know how to get pregnant with God's will. Very few know how to bring that pregnancy to term. The thought is the pregnancy. The word, the promise, the insight, the understanding, how you govern, how your mind processes things is the, is, is the pregnancy. And then when you get to the delivery room, sadly, there's people who take a child from zero to 40 weeks and, and, and lose it in the delivery room. Listen, because your tongue is the push. So Paul says, I thought as a child, that's how I took in. I conceived as a child by my thinking. I understood. I, I formed that baby and carried it for nine months and nurtured it and fed it and looked after it and myself so that it would be looked after. And then when I came to the delivery room, the way I also birthed it was also according to the seasons of my immaturity. But when I became a man, God gave me grace to address each of these three dimensions. If I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, my heart does the believing, the understanding, the thinking. But my mouth is the trigger that brings the soteria, the sozo, the manifestations of God's redemptive plan for my life, a.k.a. salvation. As it works with sin and iniquity, it works with sickness and disease. It works with, with finances and provision, with every area of life and the will of God, destiny and fulfillment. This is the cadence. Are you with me, somebody? So let's go back to Acts chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 
I spoke as a child. Your words betray the content of your heart. Listen. But you can also use your words to actively recalibrate the contents of your heart. Many of us attempt to fight thoughts with thoughts you will lose. If you come to a, th a, 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 a thought fight with, your, with a thought as a weapon, you will lose. The reason is, over time, your thoughts form into your understanding. By the time your conscious thoughts become your subconscious understanding, you are dealing with a computer that is far too powerful for you to fight back with conscious thoughts. The only weapon that guarantees success in fighting a thought is a word. The only way to conquer a thought is to speak to it, not just to think back at it. Let's go to uh, the, 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 the famous scripture on spiritual warfare. Help me, Holy Spirit. Book of Corinthians. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Sorry, wrong screen. Second Corinthians. Chapter 10. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Verse 3. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen. They, to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. How do you do this? How do you do this? Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Let's see how we do this. Actually, no, 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 not, no, no, no. Sorry, wrong, wrong chapter. Chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at the armor of God, shall we? Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. In essence, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We looked at they all have to do with the thought life, the understanding life, right? We're now looking at the weapons of the warfare. So we've looked the warfare itself. The Bible says we rest not against flesh and blood, but blah, 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 blah. Then we looked at what we just saw, 2 Corinthians, right? Chapter 10, where it says we war not after the flesh. It tells us how we war. Now, verse, Ephesians chapter 6 tells us with what we war. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Someone say the wiles. In essence, Satan's weapons are wiles. And what is the word wiles? Methodia. Right? A strategy. Satan doesn't come at you with brute force. He comes at you with a system. And as I'm going to show you, it's a system of of getting you to think or process things through a certain way. Okay, let's keep going. The wiles of the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, right? 
against spiritual wickedness is where? In heavenly places. So this is our enemy. Now, 2 Corinthians 10 tells us the arena of the warfare. No, one second. 2 Corinthians 10 tells us the arena of the warfare. What's the arena? It's in the mind, the thinking, and the understanding. Okay. Now, Ephesians chapter 6 tells us who the enemy is and how he fights with wiles, with strategies, right? And it is not human. Principalities, principle, right? Powers, authorities, rulers of darkness, and spiritual wickednesses in high places. I'll, we'll talk about that in another, in, in another week of apostolic emphasis, each of these four things and how they work. Let's keep going. It then says, it then gives you the weapon you should fight with. So the battle is in the, is in the realm of the thinking and the understanding. Your enemies are spirits, right? That govern territories and spiritual jurisdictions. And your weapons look. Look at your weapons. First of all, you have an armor. How do you protect yourself? from these things it is not just by pouring oil and speaking in tongues you protect yourself by these things number one truth your loins truth the truth of what god is who he is what he says you are and how he wants you to relate with him in essence the fight against the, the strongholds and the things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of god and the thoughts that must be taken into captivity the first level of defense is truth then righteousness in essence aligning yourself with the revealed will of god and what he says about you your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace and that's again what god has said what he's saying the shield of faith what is faith it comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god whereby you can quench the darts of the wicked the salvation or the helmet of salvation in essence the understanding helmet covers your mind of what the package in essence these are all defensive mechanisms why because they are designed to protect you from poisoned thinking poisoned understanding poisoned expectation a poisoned sense of reality god says i got to first defend you from what satan is trying to do in your thinking and understanding then he gives you one offensive weapon and what's the offensive weapon the sword of the spirit what's the sword of the spirit the word of god let's look at the word word here it's the word rema in essence this is not the logos now the log in essence what verses help me holy ghost what verses uh, uh, uh 11 to 16 are Verses 11 to 16 are really talking about the Logos. Righteousness, salvation, gospel of peace, uh, uh, truth. Th these are all manifestations of the Logos. In essence, what, why, how, and who God is in terms of the understanding and the revelation. 
But when it comes to your offensive weapon, it is not Logos, it is Rema. In essence, it is a directly uttered counsel of God. So the Logos protects you in warfare. The Rema is how you accomplish damage. The word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Where have we seen that before? Remember we looked at Philippians chapter 4? The Bible says that in all things... Let me, let me, let me quote this properly now. In all things with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. Prayer and supplication, sorry, with thanksgiving. In essence, let you, you, you present your prayer and your supplication wrapped in the language of thanksgiving. We see the same language here. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. In essence, when the Logos has taken a hold of you and has conditioned your thinking and understanding according to Acts chapter 3, it will, it will create a stream of Rema with which you are supposed to fight to bring the season of the path into the effect of Katagiones and you castrate the devil's capacity to, to wreak havoc in your life when your thinking and understanding of the Logos has bubbled up into Rema that you can release through your mouth. This is how prayer works. So when you see people say, how can you be spending four hours in prayer? They don't know what they are saying. You know why? They don't understand that it may take you some days, two and a half hours, just to simmer in the logos long in the logos long enough in essence two and a half hours to come to a place where your mind and soul are settled in what god is saying and then you spend the last one hour declaring it over your life and into your circumstances All that man for the first two hours is not is not the sword of the spirit it is the shield of faith it is the the breastplate of righteousness does that make sense it is the thinking and the understanding it is bringing you to a place where when you begin to declare and the bible says we we we, we know not how we ought to pray so sometimes the place of praying in the spirit is to bring your inner faculties into alignment with the counsel of god so that when you begin to declare it, it is coming from the abundance. In essence, you have first created the reality you seek on your inward parts. And your tongue is the bucket by which you are drawing that juice and pouring it into the ladle of your life. Mm -hmm. And that's why true repentance cannot stop short of your speech it's the same thing when you are repenting in the area of sin those people who say you know you, we don't need to repent sin don't understand the way the kingdom works and the way the bible works yeah in essence you don't need to say it in essence, god is not saying if you don't say it quote and unquote i won't forgive you in the sense of if you refuse to list the sin you're repenting of, then he's suddenly going to be wicked enough to confine you. That's not what he's saying. But, but 
if you have truly repented in essence if your spirit has truly wrapped itself around the fact that you're the righteousness of god in christ jesus and sin has no power over you and you have metanoid away from the control of the enemy in your action it will sh- in essence there will it will erupt through your mouth the remorse and the shift of mindset will show up in your vocal cords In essence, you know, repentance is not just saying God's sorry. In terms of it's been spoken, it extends to saying no more for me. Yes. And it's the same thing in every area of prayer. So when you begin to pray scriptures like Ephesians chapter 1, that the eyes of my understanding are enlightened what you're saying is i am coming into a a fragrant conception with the hope of my calling eventually you begin to declare that hope of your calling i will live and not die ah as for me and the children god has given me we are for signs and wonders it 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 it, who am i talking to the eruption of your tongue is a sign that the process has found completion in your spirit so how long should you pray long enough for your spirit to bubble up into your mouth you will know when you are just quoting a scripture when you're just making confessions and you will know when your tongue has found the overflow of an eruption in your spirit so we go back to acts chapter chapter three Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent and be converted. Remember, we looked at yesterday that the word converted is epistrepho. It means to turn. A Remember it says, Kaniabarakuna uh, bietena. A more violent version or epi and strefo, right? And and strefo is a more violent version, a strengthened version of another word that means to turn. Your mouth is both a a, a thermostat. And the thermometer of this process. Of course, we looked at the, the, the turning is the same turning it says that a planetary body does, like a like a moon or planet. So, in essence, if you are correctly turning, your mouth will turn. <laughs> but you can use your mouth to initiate the turn. Let's look at Uncle James. Let's look at Uncle James. Now remember, epistrepho means to turn. To turn 
in the direction of something. Okay. Now let's go let's go to Uncle James. Where are we? Yes. James. Chapter 3. If many things, for in many things we offend all. If any man does not offend in word, he is a what? Perfect man. See that word again. And of course, just to make it clear, what is the word perfect? It's the same word, teleos, right? In essence, now let's look at the word offend because many of us think this means if we get somebody angry. <laughs> That's not what it means, right? It doesn't mean to, 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 to get somebody upset. No. Pateo, which is the word offend here, right? Means to stumble, to err, to sin, to make a mistake. Remember, Acts 3 says, if we are converted, our sins or our mistakes, Hamatio, will be blotted out. Okay, so it literally means that many of us are stumbling at the word junction. It's saying maturity means that you pass the test of your words. Somebody say yes if you understand. The only way to not be snared to not fall in like i told you for three for three or four days uh last week i was airing with my words i was talking about the difficulty of what had to be done and god was face palming and saying son i can't work while you keep vocalizing the problem a perfect man a mature man is one who understands how to work the word dimension and notice it says if you are perfect and you can you can you can control the your tongue it says you will bridle your whole body now the word body there is not just your physical body i want you to look at it now look at it look at it it's a word soma it's the same word used in Romans chapter 12 when it says to offer your body a living sacrifice. It means more than just your physical form. Right? In addition to your physical form, it is also used, right, as it has a wide application, literally or figuratively, as a sound hole. In the Greek, it literally means your reality. The different parts of your life so the bible is saying here that if you have understood the progression from thinking to understanding to speaking you can literally use your tongue to provoke a time of refreshing are we there now remember epistrepho right to turn towards okay look at the analogy it then gives we put bit 
spits in horses mouth that they may obey us and we turn their entire body we put a helm meaning a rudder in a ship even when the ship is great and driven by fierce winds your life your destiny is great it's on the sea of destiny and it is afflicted by fierce winds i know you think because you're a woman you're a man you're black you're white you're poor you're not equal whatever it is there are winds there are demonic winds cultural winds circumstantial winds financial winds spiritual winds afflicting the vessel of your destiny the bible says it doesn't care what wind you are subject to as long as you have a helm it says you will turn that helm whithersoever the governor wants even on the high sea buffeted by winds god has given you a rudder with which to turn your life if it is connected to the overflow of you having done the work in understanding and thinking via meditation and renewing your mind in the counsel of god it says even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things how great a matter in essence that tiny thing called your mouth has the capacity to drive the ship of your life through and against the wind and the storms that you will face along the way somebody talk to me in the comment section Ishana. that's the tongue that's the gift of the capacity to speak when it is the overflow when it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth is speaking and so what must you do to shift your life in a season to turn in essence how do you turn your life in the direction god wants it to go you take the time to brood on his promises and his instructions till they fill your heart till they become your dominant reality like we looked at on, on wednesday you outsource your thinking by surrounding yourself with people whose words and actions around you line up with the counsel of god and you brood you stay in his word you stay in prayer until your heart is full of his promise his counsel his instructions his requirements and then you begin to declare the bible says let's go back to acts chapter 3 thank you holy ghost i feel the presence of god it says that if you do this correctly aka repent and be converted repent is metanoia is talking about your thinking and your understanding converted epistrepho is talking about your your talking and your speaking like i've just shown you it says your sins your errors will be blotted out in essence it doesn't matter what mistakes you made in the past and, when, and i'm not just talking about ten commandments sin. i showed you the word hamatia yesterday it means literally error mistake it includes spiritual sin but it goes beyond spiritual sin in essence even the the decisions you took that were wrong Oh yes, I know God gave you an instruction you disobeyed. I know your mentors and leaders try to counsel you. Maybe the man talking right now was one of the people whose, whose instruction you disobeyed. 
and Satan has convinced you that based on your error, based on your impetuousness, based on your on your, on your mistakes and your wrong decisions, you are now at the mercy of him and his will. Satan has told you your life is over. Your best days are behind you. Nothing good can come out of you. That you are yesterday's man or woman. You are finished. But the Bible says when you engage the protocol of metanoia and epistrepho of repenting and converting and turning when you shift your thinking your understanding and it bubbles up into an alignment with your declaration that even the handwriting of the ordinances of your mistakes can be blotted out ladies and gentlemen you can think understand and speak your way out of even the consequences of your past behavior it may not be immediate listen to me one day may not do it <laughs> a week may not do it even a month may not do it and there are some errors that even a year may not do it but if you engage this protocol by the leading of the holy spirit over a period of time even your hamatia even your errors even your willful disobediences can be blotted out when a time of refreshing comes from the presence of the lord and tomorrow we're going to look exclusively at the concept of a time of refreshing the word times is kairos the word refreshing is anasycho i told you in essence a season where you become a different personality yes Zalutena. Zalutena. Zalutena na ma 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 yekenela. Ikomadena. Oh. Igomalenko se kavade kabona. Zavono ni malemane shaduna. I see sins being blotted out. Errors, mistakes, transgressions, disobediences, wrong choices. By a season of business with the Lord. The likes of which I've just described. That the Lord would use your tongue for battle and your lips for war. That the protocol of ascension in the spirit would be engaged. And that you would find. The wind of his grace as you journey in the place of his presence. Till your tongue becomes the helm of the ship. That turns your life even through the great fierce winds into the open seas of his goodness and his rhythm that the west wind would would fill your sails as you drive into the fullness of his will for you oh Jesus Lord we bless you Jesus We bless you, Lord. You are holy. 
and forever you are God. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. You are holy, 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 holy Jesus. And forever you are God. In simple English, it does not matter what you have been through and the errors you have made. There is a season upon you whereby giving yourself to thinking the thoughts of god and letting him renew your faculties of understanding and subconscious process with the overflow of your declarations in prayer and prophecy even the handwriting of the ordinance of your iniquities and your errors will be blotted out for a time of refreshing is coming from the presence of the Lord. Open your mouth and begin to declare it. Some of you need to go write down or go back to what you wrote down and spend a week of your quiet time just brooding over it till it fills your heart that what God said about you, what he promised you. And the Bible says his word will not return to him void. <laughs> it ain't going to return void. That word is still looking for you. It's looking for the perfect you. The you that does not offend or err in your speaking any longer. It's looking for the you that has processed or gone through the process and is ready to lay hold on eternal life. The life of God on the inside. It wants to bring you back to him. It wants to return you to the dimension it came from. Oh Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to the Lamb. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to the Lamb. Glory to the Lamb. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Destinies have been aligned in this moment. Grace is poured out to do the work. It's not easy, but it's simple. <laughs> it's not for the lazy, but you don't need to be a genius. You will fast and you will pray. And this time you will find results. For you will do it with effectiveness. For a time of refreshing is waiting for you to download from the presence of the Lord Kabunaba Aburakatai yes thank you Lord
Thank you, Jesus. And so we give you praise. Spirit of the Sovereign Lord, we bless your name. We declare that now and forever, now and forever, we belong to you. This much is true. We belong to you. Somebody somewhere clap your hands, oh you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph we lift his name on high ladies and gentlemen we have two more nights or two more days tomorrow night at 7 p.m we're going to move now into the b part of acts chapter 19 we're going to deal specifically with what it means to engage a time of refreshing. And on Sunday at 1 p.m., the grand finale will be a time of prayer ministry and a time of prophetic declaration and blessing. But now you have the weapon. Now you know why it hasn't worked for you so far. Now you should be filled with hope where you once were filled with hopelessness. Before you thought, oh, I don't even know what to do anymore. Now you know exactly what to do. You should be grinning from ear to ear, ready to strike. Mm. You should also have the, the strength to deal with the patience required. Because now you know that while it may take time, it is sure. Glory, hallelujah. For those of us who are stewards financially of the kingdom and see this house and this platform as a valid vessel of that stewardship, the details are on your screen. Give as the Lord an occasion serve you. As the Lord leads an occasion serves. Please, whatever you're given to, if you, if, if you leave it on reference, it will be used as a regular offering for whatever it is that is required for the house and the platform but the more specific forms of giving the pastoral support fund for the ministers and missionaries around the world that we support the kenya orphanage the media ministry uh, uh for those who want to sow into the, tr the transition that is coming up in the next month or so for dr jockey and i and every other thing that the lord lays on your heart or you have a burden for please if you want it to be specifically used, reference it. Otherwise, it will be applied generally. The Lord bless you and make you a thousand times more. Bless your basket and your storehouse, your body. When you sit, when you rise, when you come, when you go in the city and in the field. And to everybody who's a part of the stewardship of this house financially, we want to say thank you for your faithfulness. We punch way above our weight. 
financially and that is a testimony to your consistency and your faithfulness may the god of abraham isaac and of jacob and of our fathers bless you and make you a thousand times more we will see you tomorrow at 7 p.m sharp and then on sunday at 1 p.m for the grand finale congratulations for you are about to enter your time of refreshing god bless you take care and bye bye for tonight